0: The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.
1: And welcome to another edition of The Hockey Show. I am your host, Dave Rothenberg, taking you up till 8 o'clock this morning, and that's when Joe Wiz comes your way for an hour. And then at 9, I am back and I will take you until noon. So what do we have going on? In the hockey show. We'll get to all of it. Emily Kaplan is going to join us. Uh, She's on the call later today with the Rangers in the Bruins game. Uh, Islanders, very disappointing performance. And we'll hear from their head coach, Barry Trotz. Devils continue to play out the string. Rangers are our Hope Now, Hockey Show brought to you as always by the All-American Auto Group with locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge and Point Pleasant. And Slomans, call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman Shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Well, since we last spoke, the Rangers, they have not lost. Uh Fighting for first in the Metro with the Hurricanes. They are currently deadlocked right now. Now, at the moment... Carolina gets the nod because they do have more wins, but it is very tenuous and they play each other this coming week. We'll look at that a little bit later. So Rangers have put together some very impressive performances. Uh, Saturday, a week ago today, blanking the Red Wings by the score of four to nothing. How did that play out? We'll run through the box score quickly and then get to uh some of the sound from the game on Thursday of this week against the Islanders at 1344 period number one. Mika Zibanejad um with the goal, 28th of the season, power play variety, one-nothing Rangers, Frank Vitrano at 345 of the second, who's been a godsend for this club since they acquired him before the deadline. His 17th of the year made it two-nothing. And the third period was the Alexei Lafreniere show at 4.37. A nice goal. His 16th of the season from Gudrow and Hedel made it 3 nothing at 14.17. It was one of those. Wait, rewind that. Let's see it again. Through the legs, backhand, just a phenomenal goal. It was a, a lead on SportsCenter this week. Alexei Lafreniere with his 17th of the season. 4 nothing. There's your final score. Shostakovich. 20 shots, 20 saves. He's your third star. Yarkin? Yes, just Yorkin. Yeah, Zabenijad with a goal and an assist is your second star. And Alexei Lafreniere, the second year player. Two goals. And he was a plus two in this one. He is your number one star of the game. So week starts out well for the Rangers. They get by Detroit by the score of four to nothing. And that was actually their second consecutive shutout. Could they make it three in a row? Was that possible? Well, they take on the Winnipeg Jets on Tuesday of this past week. And again, going back to last week, they shut out the Flyers. That is now three straight shutouts or could possibly be three straight shutouts, depending on what happened against Winnipeg. Well... Ah, uh, the netminders did their job. Shesterkin, excellent throughout the first period and a half. And then late stages of the second period. Ryan Strom, pretty goal on the power play, made it one nothing. Zabinijad and Panarin with the assists at 1147 of the third. Adam Fox with the goal, his 11th Panarin and Kopp with the assist that made it two nothing. And then at 1927, Strome with the empty net. That's a goal. Cop and Kreider with the assist. That made it 3-0. If you haven't figured it out yet, yes, it happened again. Three straight shutouts for the Rangers. This time Shisterkin is the first star of the game. 31 shots, 31 saves. He's your number one star. Ryan Strom, with two goals, won the empty net variety, is your second star. And Artemi Panarin was the third star. So say what you want. Islanders are done. Everyone knows that to be true. But it's a rivalry. And they don't like each other. And there's some bad blood. And last time out, which was not a, a far time ago... Uh, the rangers lost at home 3 nothing to the islanders so there was that feel of what's going to happen here what's going to happen was this game was all rangers early on at 343 andrew cop with the goal his 19th now pay attention closely here his 19th made it 1 nothing panarin with the assist truba as well then at 748 Guess who scored this one? Andrew Kopp, his 20th. Panarin with the assist. Fox as well. 2-0 Rangers. At eighteen thirteen of the first period, I believe, how do you say pronounce it? A natural hat trick, I believe. Kopp with the goal, his 21st from Strom and Panarin. So Panarin with three assists on the three goals from Andrew Kopp makes it 3-0 end of the first period. If you don't like the way I said it, let's take a listen to the dulcet tones of one Kenny Albert. Here's Panarin,
0: in on the left wing. Cross-eyes Kopp to the far side. Back in front for Kopp! He scores! Andrew Kopp with a first period hat
1: trick, and the Rangers now lead 3-0. 3-0 Three nothing to score, thanks to Kenny Albert. And it was a three-nothing end of one. Rangers completely dominating this one. And that, of course, courtesy of Kenny, right here on 987 ESPM. Your home for Rangers hockey. So cop, three goals early on now. I want to bring you to this. He did leave the game uh with what they called a lower body injury. But the good news is he's considered day-to-day, and it is not supposed to be serious. Some more updates. Philip Hedel, right? We heard uh, upper body injury also day-to-day, so it shouldn't be long for him. And Capo Kako, who they had said was week-to-week, actually has started to skate with the Rangers, so doesn't sound like he's going to be out for long either. All right, we left you off. Rangers up 3-0, into the first period. Uh, this long shutout streak ends at 37 seconds. Brock Nelson with his 35th made it 3-1. But late stages of the second, Chris Kreider, his 51st. And of course, it's on the power play. Fox and Zibinijad with the assist. That makes it 4-1. Strom with his 20th from Panarin. His fourth assist of the game. And Fox made it 5-1. Then Brock Nelson in the third made it 5-2. Ryan Reeves on a pretty pass from Lafreniere. Uh, his fourth of the year made it 6-2. Islanders with a goal at 13-22. Made it 6-3. But just too much Rangers at UBS. Where Interestingly, this season, Rangers go 2-0 at UBS. Uh, Islanders go 2-0 At the Garden, here is Gerard Gallant, his thoughts on that win for his club.
2: Well, we got up to a great start, obviously. I mean, that line had three goals in the first period, and it was great. And I thought we played real well. I mean, disappointed the shutout streak broke, but uh, it was going to happen sooner or later. But I thought overall the guys played really well, played a real good, solid game, and it's two big points. So.
1: Yeah, they really, really did. And if you're a Rangers fan, you had to feel great after that one the other night. So cop with the natural hat trick. He left the game. We mentioned that, but why does he fit so well with Panarin and Strome?
2: We talk about all the time getting the net drive, going people going to the net, and when he does that, like he did tonight, he gets an opportunity to get some great passes from great players. And you know, the more you do that, the better off you're going to be. And sometimes we get too cute, as you guys know, and we get fancy and we try those plays up high. But when we get people going to the net, things open up, and that happened again tonight, two or three times, and even. If we had a couple of good chances because of driving the net. Because their defenseman joined the rush, Keandre, a couple of times, and so the opportunities open up when you when you drive the net. I think that really, that's what he does real well
1: for me. I haven't heard the analysis and the answer of the next sound bite yet. But I'm telling you that in my mind, this is an absolute unequivocal yes. Is Andrew Kopp exceeding expectations?
2: I didn't know much about the player. I knew he was a good, subtle two-way player. I can't say he's exceeding expectations because we expected to put him on that line when he got here and things are gone well. So is he going to score that many goals while well, he's playing with two players? I can give him the chance to score that many goals and you get the opportunity to take advantage of it. So I wouldn't say
1: yes or no. Well, I, I will say, and I think you would agree, that he is. When the Rangers acquired Andrew Kopp, you did not expect this. Nobody did. Uh, now, what you did expect is when they signed Artemi Panarin. And if you remember, the Islanders actually offered him more money. And how many of these big free agent deals really pan out? To say this one has really panned out would be an understatement. Here is Galan on Panarin's game. I thought he was outstanding.
2: He made those passes and plays, and like I said, we know what he's going to do. We talk about playing defense. The hard thing about playing, not that, the easy thing about playing defense, if you're working hard and you're coming back in your zone, that's half the battle for me. Like, he doesn't play a perfect D zone coverage. He doesn't back check as hard as some guys, because he's reading plays, and, and, you know, that's what he does. That's why he gets 100 points a year, and he makes those special plays. So, he competes, and he played hard. I thought tonight they went after him a little bit, and he just bounced off him and kept making his plays. So, I love the way he plays, and, know when the games are real tight you know over the last four games i looked at him you know he comes back he's doing a good job in the d zone he's not trying to turn over pucks he's getting low and he's trying to make his plays and for the most part he's done that so i think he's a hell of a player and he doesn't play the same way as everybody else but that's what makes him special
1: now we have absolutely no idea who the rangers will be playing in round one of the postseason we don't even know when the game is going to be it could be i guess monday may 2nd could be tuesday may 3rd what we do know is where the game will be played. And that will be the friendly confines of Madison Square Garden. Here is Gallant on this team clinching home ice in the first round.
2: Uh, It's a goal the first of the year. You're always thinking about making the playoffs. But now, once we made the playoffs, it's about clinching home ice. So I think
1: Carolina won, somebody said. So we're still battling with them. And we'll see where it goes. They did, and they are. Each team has four games left. Uh, one more from Gerard Galland, head coach of the Rangers, who has just done a phenomenal job for this club this season. Is the team playing more playoff-style hockey lately?
2: I'm happy with the way we played the last number of games because there's some games there we played teams that were out of the playoffs, and we still kept focusing on our game and playing the right way, and that's what I'm more happy with. I like winning, but I'm more happy with the way we're playing, definitely. And hopefully we can carry that on to you know the next four games and into the playoffs.
1: I don't know how you could look at what the Rangers are right now and not be nothing short of thrilled because they have been absolutely phenomenal. All right, speaking of being thrilled, Emily Kaplan, who's going to be on the call later today with the Rangers and the Bruins, a game you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. Of course, she'll be on ABC alongside Sean McDonough and Ray Ferraro. She will join us next. And then following that, we'll get into the Islanders and the Devils. Barry Trotz, not happy at all. We'll get to all the good sound all the hockey talk. It's what you expect. It's what you deserve on a Saturday morning right here on 9870 SPN.
0: Let's get a little extra money in your pocket.
3: Andy from Eric presents Wager Plays for Saturday, April 23. Today we have a three-pack with each of the locals playing this afternoon. At 1230, the Devils host Carolina, a team battling for the Metro title. Stick with the Canes to blow away New Jersey. Also at 12.30, the Islanders visit the Sabres of Buffalo. The Sabres have shown great improvement this year, but the Islanders' veteran leaders will bring home the win. And finally, at 3 p.m., the Rangers visit Boston on ABC-TV. This one will be hard fought and tight all the way. Stick with the under if Igor is between the pipes.
0: Back to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.
1: And we roll along on this Saturday morning. Dave Rothenberg with you on 9870 ESPN. Good recap of the week that the Rangers have had. And and what a week the Rangers have had. And and I think everyone's excited by that, but not as excited as our next guest. And that is Emily Kaplan. She's going to be on the call later today, 3 o'clock on ABC, as the Rangers take on the Playoff-bound Bruin, Sean McDonough, Ray Ferrara will be on the call alongside Emily Kaplan, who joins us now on the Hockey Show. As always, Emily, we appreciate a couple minutes. Good morning to you.
4: Good morning. Um, I'm so amped for this game. Like These are the type of games that you live for as a fan, as a broadcaster. I know it's not the playoffs yet, but it's got that right before the playoffs amp-up intensity,
1: and um, it's going to be a good one. And it's a big game. I mean, I don't know. We'll get into this, how important it is for the Rangers to win the division or even more importantly, stay healthy as they get ready for the playoffs. But it's the Bruins. We know there's a dislike there. The Bruins need to win this game. Both teams have been playing really good hockey. This is is an important hockey game later today.
4: It is. And, you know, like the Rangers have played awesome lately. You know, they have that string of shutouts, another big win against the Islanders. But Um, you want to go into the playoffs on the right note. And, you know, you want to be ramping up at the right time. And I think the Rangers know that the Bruins are a team, even when, you know, everything doesn't quite go their way. There's still that veteran team that knows how to win and they have those guys that have won before. So beating them and keeping this momentum alive right before they get into the playoffs is very important.
1: All right, so so let's attack this here from the Rangers' angle. and we'll look at it from the Bruins as well. Uh, all year long, because the, the expectation for the Rangers was, I think, competing for a playoff spot. Can the Rangers get in? And then we got through much of the season, and, and it was apparent that they were going to get in. And then they got in, and now they are where they are, which has kind of exceeded everyone's expectations. Should we change them? Are are we not a team that, oh, we get in and now whatever happens is nice? Is it there is and should be a real expectation for this team to do something now in the postseason?
4: I think so. Um, Look, they've they've already qualified for the playoffs. You reach that goal, now it's time to set new goals. And I think the way that Igor Shosturkin has taken such a star turn where you're like, wow, this is the heir apparent to King Henrik and it's not even like years down the road, he's the heir apparent now. Um, He filled those roles so badly world so beautifully Um, and you see all of these players just stepping up in such a big way guys having careers years like Chris Kreider you know Artemi Panarin quietly putting up one of the uh, you know more impressive offensive seasons in the league Um, you don't want to waste a year like this quite frankly and you want to build that culture for these young players so that they can get that playoff experience I think if you look at the past couple Stanley Cup winners the common thing that they've had is they've all gone through growing pains. They've all had long playoff runs or regular season success, and they just couldn't get over that hump before they finally won. And I think the Rangers are just beginning that journey now, and you don't want to waste this. Another thing you don't want to waste is so many young players contributing um, on low contracts, quite frankly. You know, you think of like the Keandre Millers of the world. Like these guys are going to they need to get paid eventually. You're going to have to make some tough decisions. So when you have all the ingredients now, you should recalibrate your expectations and I think a long playoff run is very much within their reach, and that's what they should be rooting for. All
1: right. I I know the Rangers fan. I am a Rangers fan, and, and I know how the fan thinks. You say kind of recalibrate, and I think that's very fair. To what? Do we recalibrate all the way to this team is a legitimate Stanley Cup contender?
4: Um I think because of the goalie, they legitimately could win the Stanley Cup. You know, we we've seen this so many times in the playoffs before. If you have that hot goalie that just locks in and dials in and gets to a different stratosphere, that can change everything. And I think they have enough. Offensive talent, and they definitely have the defensive structure that's been, you know, their strength all year. Is the defense, quite frankly, and and the way they play um, to do it. That said, you know, going all the way to the Stanley Cup is hard. Um, you know, that's the aspiration, of course. But again, you look at teams like the Blues, the Lightning, the Caps; those are the three most recent winners. Um, they had to go through some growing pains, and I think the Rangers will have to go through that. But um, the goal should be the Stanley Cup. I think the realistic expectation is win a couple rounds.
1: Boy, this, this Easter Conference is something, huh? I mean, it, it is absolutely brutal, and there's no—I there, mean, you know, there's rarely a layup, and we've seen eight beat ones and seven beat twos, and, you know, lesser teams beat better teams, but this is as, as brutal a conference as I've seen in a very long time. With, with that being said, do you think if you pulled Gerard Gallant into a room and said, honestly— do you want to win this division? Would you prefer not to? Would you prefer to? Like, what what is the mindset with four games to go and realistically what the Rangers want to win this division or just stay healthy and, and finish off the final regular season games?
4: You know, um, you're right about the East as being a beast. And it's just so wild to me. And quite frankly, it's a shame that only one of these teams is going to be able to emerge. You know, if we popped a couple of these teams in the Western Conference, they'd probably be right behind Colorado as, you know, um, favorites over there um so all of that said um yes (laughs) you know like it's challenging um and and you you do want to be that top seed at the same time, like pick your poison, right? You either play Sidney Crosby in the first round or you play the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. Like, th- those are two tough um, tasks to have. I-, I think the key would be, you know, if they beat Carolina uh, for that number one seed, it's just the momentum that they've built. And there's going to be a huge game against Carolina at the Garden next week, which, in my opinion, probably will determine whether they can get that number one seed or not. Um, so, more so, it's just the mindset and the morale of the guys that they made this late season push and they're clicking at the right time rather than matchup specific because quite frankly you know you can go through it but every matchup in the east is going to be a tough matchup
1: no you're, you're totally right the, the one that scares me the most and i don't know if you agree with this li- listen they're all terrifying washington we know what they <laughs> have we know what they've done ovechkin right crosby and and uh and malkin with uh with pittsburgh we know what they're capable of doing boston their physical style play they've won as well the one that as a rangers fan is someone who covers this i don't I don't want any part of Tampa. Like What Tampa is able to do with with their veteran presence, with their scoring, with their goaltending, with everything they bring to the table, they've won two in a row. Maybe they're more motivated now for three in a row. Am I wrong to say everyone scares me, Tampa scares me a little bit more?
4: I think that's totally fair. You know, Washington's been kind of scaring me lately, but the thing with Washington is I don't trust their goaltending. I mean... Igor Shosturkin is going to be the best goalie in the world in five years, but right now, or probably in two years, quite frankly, right now, if you pulled any general manager, it's game seven of the Stanley cup final. Who do you want to net? It's Andre Vasilevsky. He's that guy that has already proven he can dial in. And I know he's had a couple ups and downs lately, but, when he's on, he's freaking on. Um, and you're right. They're heavy. They have depth, their defense. I mean, Ryan McDonough is probably the most underrated defensive defenseman in the league. And I know Rangers fans don't want to hear him that because he was a beloved Ranger once, but he's really good. And so is Victor Hedman. So they scare me and you're right. Um, veteran teams that know how to win, who know how to grind it out, who know how to amp it up um, when the stakes are higher, that should all scare the heck out of you.
1: So as we sit here right now, Boston has that, that first wild card, Washington with the second wild card. Uh, if it were to, to end right now, it would be Rangers and Pittsburgh in that first round. Um, do you like that matchup for the Rangers? Not not that you love it, because of course you don't love it, because Pittsburgh has all the things we've talked about. But is that a matchup that you would look at right now and say, yeah, you know what, I think the Rangers get by Pittsburgh?
4: You know, the thing I like about it, and, and I hate rooting against somebody's health, is the question mark around Tristan Jari in sure. the goal-tetting position. You know, got a broken bone in his foot. Um, we're not quite sure when he's going to be available, at what health. Casey the Smith is okay, but, um, you know, one of the big catalysts for Pittsburgh's success this year was Jari's um, resurgence after last season. So, um, in that sense, it's a good matchup. In another sense, I mean... Pittsburgh, I've, I've had more of their games that have broadcast than I think any other team this year, and they just continue to surprise me um, in the way that they find ways to win despite their unrelenting injury luck. I think the good news for the Rangers is I was talking to someone close to Artemi Panarin, and they were saying, if they draw Pittsburgh in the first round, watch out, because when Panarin is going up against other star players, when he sees Sidney Crosby and Jenny Malkin on the other side, that's what gets them juice. That's what locks him in and, and lights that fire under him. So I would really be excited to watch Artemi Panarin in that series because I think he would be have this little extra motivation to want to prove himself there.
1: I mean, Panarin is phenomenal. Any 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 night on the ice, if you get extra motivation for Panarin, I'll I'll sign up for that. So later today, three o'clock, ABC, Rangers take on. Uh, the Bruins, Sean McDonough, Ray Ferrara on the call. And, of course, our Emily Kaplan will be on that call as well. You know, it's funny, Emily, when you look at the Eastern Conference, at least I feel like this, you're more in the trenches. A lot of Tampa Bay discussion, a lot of Carolina, Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh. The, the best team record-wise, point-wise, by a pretty considerable margin is Florida, I don't think they get the, the credit that they're due. It feels like they're an afterthought and not considered to be the favorite to come out of the East. Am I wrong in that analysis?
4: No, I mean, like we've all been celebrating Florida all year. Like, look at this offense. It's ridiculous. Like they scored nine goals a couple of times, eight goals, a couple of times, seven goals, a couple of times. I think it's 31 times this year. They've scored five or more goals. It's the highest offensive output. I believe we've seen in 25 years of what they're doing. They've never been shut out. Um, but I think around the league, people aren't quite giving them the respect that they deserve when it gets to the playoffs because we all say, oh, when it gets to the playoffs, the game changes. It's all about defense and structure and that high-flying offensive style, like that doesn't necessarily fly. Um, I think that a lot of people don't quite have faith in Sergei Bobrovsky. They all kind of expected Spencer Knight to take over that starting role this uh, this year. He didn't quite, he did get a lot of reps in the AHL. He's coming on lately. Like, I think that's kind of an interesting storyline to watch of when did they give the reins to Spencer Knight. Um, I'm still scared by them. I really am. And I think that they have enough, really talented players the fact that they got one of the best face-off guys in the entire league in Claude Giroux at the trade deadline like that shouldn't be underrated plus the seasons that Huber Joe and Barkov, Barkov are having um, so they should be scary I think the reason they're not getting that respect though is that people just don't buy that the way that they won in the regular season through their offense translates to the playoffs I think they can figure it out but we sell see
1: uh, if there was one of the eight teams that you would say, because we know who's going to get in. It's just a question of, of, of who matches up with who. Who's that one team that you look at and say, I, I don't know. I, they've had a great regular season, but I don't know about them in the postseason.
4: <laughs> um, you're making me pick? Let's I'm gonna be,
1: I, I, you all I, I'll tell you who I think. And, and I saw them on, <laughs> on Thursday of this week, and, the, and it was embarrassing and that was Toronto. I think maybe, maybe, and I could be wrong, maybe Toronto's a great regular season team when we get to the postseason. They're not, and maybe I'm wrong, but they're not of that ilk and at that level.
4: Yeah, and I mean, like, I know I keep bringing up goaltending, but it always comes to seem to come to goaltending when it gets to the playoffs, and, you know, Jack Campbell is, been great at times this year but it hasn't been a consistent wow this is the guy and of course injury plays into that and they didn't get a goaltender at the trade deadline um you know like many people thought i do think when it comes to toronto um no matter what they say no matter how much they try to tune it out the baggage Ways with them, right? I mean, this is a team that hasn't gone out of the first round in 16 years, has a 50 plus year family Cup drought, and, and the players hear from it in their microcosm and, and the microscope of Toronto media all of the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have those concerns about them as well. You know, it, it's hard just to pick a team with flaws in the East, though. There, there's so many good ones. Boston is one that, you know, if they can turn it on at the right time, I, I, I believe in them totally. But they're, they still have, you know, so many questions with injuries. Poster has been out for a while. Lynn Holm, um, you know, I just don't know if they're healthy and got enough momentum going into the playoffs to go for a run. But, of course, I'm saying this, and they're totally going to win the Stanley Cup this year.
1: Oh, I hope that's not the case. All right, l- last one. we'll <laughs> let you go, and certainly appreciate you uh, spending a few minutes with us this morning. Uh, Gerard Gallant, you know, David Quinn, who, who used to come on my show weekly and, and just such a nice man, um, and I didn't think did a bad job. But, I, I I mean, when you look at, at one of the great coaches in hockey right now with what he's done with this team being so young and putting it together and, and just on the job one year, uh, I don't think you could say enough good things about the Rangers head coach, Gerard Gallant.
4: No, absolutely not. You know, the writers don't vote, and I'm a voter for awards, and we don't vote for the Jack Adams for Coach of the Year, and honestly, I feel grateful for that. I mean, all the awards this year are going to be a bear, but how do you pick a Coach of the Year? Because I really feel like Gerard Gallant, should win based off his resume. I also feel like there's five other guys that should win. Andrew Burnett, Daryl Stutter. Honestly, the stuff that Donnie Granato has been doing lately in Buffalo deserves some recognition. Um, But the way that Gerard Gallant changed the complexion of this team, again, the defensive structure that they have, the fact that so many guys are outperforming expectations, that's good coaching. Um, And so, yeah, I, I could not say enough great things about Turk. I think the players have all bought into him. And I think there's a reason that every stop he goes in the NHL um, players love playing for him, um, you know, and, and you can say what you want about the way that his ten years ended in Florida and Vegas, obviously, you know, they always have drama that surrounds them and they surrounding the firing of him, but he has a proven track record of being a great players coach, bringing out the best in his players, and um, he deserves all the love that comes his way.
1: Yeah, he certainly has had a great season for the Rangers and they then have had a great season themselves. Emily, great stuff. I'll be great. I know you will on the call today. Thanks for waking up early with us here on a Saturday morning and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to chat with you at some point during the postseason.
4: I can't wait. I've got a feeling I'll be on some Rangers first-round playoff series, so I'm sure we'll chat soon.
1: Sounds great. That, of course, is Emily Kaplan on the call today with Sean McDonough and Ray Ferrara, 3 o'clock on ABC here in New York City Channel 7. Take a quick break. Come back. We'll look at the Islanders and the Devils as they wrap up the regular season in the next six days. That's next. It's the Hockey Show with the Rothenberg and you right here on ninety eight seventy ESPN.
3: Andy from Eric Presents, Defensive Analytics, sponsored by Slomans, the leaders in home defense. Early in the season, we talked about save percentage for a goaltender, perhaps the most important analytic in breaking down the performance of a netminder. As the regular season is drawing to an end, the Rangers Igor Shosturkin and the Islanders Ilya Sorokin are at the very top of the save percentage list for the NHL goalies. The future looks very bright for these two Russian-born goalkeepers. Now back
0: to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.
1: We are rolling along on this Saturday morning. Rothenberg with you on The Hockey Show 98.7 ESPN. So big thanks to Emily Kaplan. It does a great job every time she joins us here. Uh, Prior to that, of course, we went through the Rangers and what was really a sensational week for them. And that is the team right now. Last year it was the Islanders. This year, it's the Rangers. Now, it was always going to be a long shot for the Islanders to make it into the playoffs. Rough start, long road trip, COVID. We know that ravaged the team. Then going on pause when they were getting actually a little bit healthy. Unfortunately, their quest for the cup came to an end on Sunday in a 4-2 loss against the maple Leafs, so last sunday six days ago it all ended eliminated from any chance at the postseason here is their head coach barry trotz did you say anything to the team after being eliminated. Nothing
0: like
5: at all. Really. We know that we've had this discussion. We knew the what the odds were and and all that. So I think we've come to a realization a while ago, but we're just we'll continue to play and you know we've had to make up a lot of games. We've had those five games a week for a number of weeks and, and the tanks are a little bit a little bit low. But at the same time this group as I said will play to the end.
1: Well, he says play to the end, but I don't know if he felt like that after the game on Thursday night against the Rangers. That's the tease. We'll get to that in about three minutes from right now. So Islanders came back to UBS for the first time since the passing of the legend Mike Bossy passed away last week at the age of 65. That was on Tuesday of this week. Fell to the Panthers 3-2 in overtime. But that wasn't really the story. The story is... Mike Bossy, and here is the head coach on the Islanders legend.
5: It was emotional. It should be anybody who, who have watched Mike play or had interaction with Mike. It was very well done. It touched all his accomplishments and having some of the footage of Mike just speaking. Not necessarily scoring goals, but his speaking on what his values were. I thought that was that was extremely touching, and it was very well done. And It had a I think an emotional response to you know anybody who had watched Mike play or had met come in contact with him over the years.
1: A- absolutely, it did. And again, Mike Bossy passed away a little more than a week ago at the age of 65 and certainly young, but boy, boy what he did in the National Hockey League during that 10-year run... And only 10 years is really remarkable to think about as well. But 570 some odd goals and 57 goals a season. It's just the numbers are are staggering. Absolutely staggering. So uh, some struggling for the Islanders. And then on Thursday of this week, they took on the Rangers. We went through the game and all the details in the Cop trick in the first period. But from the Islanders perspective, Barry Trotz, what went wrong in this game?
5: Well, I think it's some guys cheated the game, plain and simple. We had one line that got torn apart. I thought they cheated the game in this against good teams. And we, we didn't play that poorly, but we had, when we turned the puck over, to me, the game is you're going to make mistakes. It is a game of, of mistakes. But if you make a mistake, you have to have the urgency and the desire to clean up your own mistakes. If you're going to create some garbage on the ice, then you better clean it up. And we didn't do a good job. And we got torn apart in the first period a little bit. Turned it over. There's nothing think barley could do they're all backdoor plays i mean you ask your goalie to make the first save he had no i don't think he had a chance on virtually probably five of the six pucks that went by him and if you make a mistake then you got to be urgent getting back and you got to clean up your own mess and some guys will make a mess and they're not cleaning up their own mess and against a good team they'll light you up i mean panarin had four points i don't know if he's had four points in the last three games
1: wow those are some strong words huh my guys cheated the game That's that's not what you want to hear from your head coach as you're packing it up, hoping to come back and play for him next season. Now, he did mention Artemi Panarin. I want to hear this one. And then we'll uh, we have a giveaway and then we'll move on to the Devils right after that Uh, Panarin, like you mentioned, four points in the game, three points uh, in the first period. How do you stop a guy like Artemi Panarin?
5: Well, it's managing the puck, getting on top of him, and then when you don't have the puck, you have to engage. You have to engage physically. You just can't let people drive by you or or hang on to the puck. They'll they're make plays. You've got to separate the man from the puck. You've got to be in that battle. We just we didn't do a good enough job. You come back, we have certain protocols in our own zone that when you're coming into D zone coverage, all that, you just can't go police and run around and guess all over the ice. There's certain things that you have to do. That's why it's the system and if you're not going to play the systematic way then you put everybody else in jeopardy and i just thought we had some guys cheating the game and you look at the number of shots they didn't have a lot of a lot of shots they didn't have a, a lot of chances compared to some other games but when we gave them a chance it was pretty grade a and it was pretty catastrophic
1: Wow, there's that phrase again. I don't know that there's a lot that a coach is going to say about players than cheating the game. That is that is something else, isn't it? Uh, all right, Islanders fans, it's giveaway time, giveaway alert time. What we have right in front of us is an Islanders sign puck to give away. Very easy to enter. Here's what you do. You text goal G-O-A-L, to 44202. Again, that's goal to 44202. Two We'll select a winner at random and send them the signed puck all from your home for the hookup. Your good friends right here on 98.7 ESPN. So Islanders, disappointing, frustrating we hear their coach. Let's take a look at the Devils from this past week. Uh, Quite frankly, they are for for lack of a better term, playing out the string. Finished their West Coast trip this week. Uh, Lost to the Kraken 4-3 in a shootout last Saturday. Then actually Went to Vegas, beat the Golden Knights three-two. Um, really hurt their chances at making the postseason. Devils back in Jersey Thursday, taking on the Sabres and lost that one by the score of five to two. Let's take a, a quick listen to one thing lindy ruff had to say on the loss at home to the sabers this week
5: we started the game well i think that what really hurt us was our first power play missing the empty net a great play real good passing and you know those are the opportunities that you know coming off a road trip to get, gain momentum get your fans into the game and when you miss those opportunities you know that sooner or later it's going to bite you and
1: it, and it did and it typically does and it certainly did so that's the Islanders, that's the Devils. Uh, we'll We'll put the bow on the season for both of those teams next week when we uh, finish up the regular season of the hockey show. But like we've mentioned, it's it, this is about the Rangers now, right? We want to be a local hockey show. We want to focus on all three local teams, but particularly, The one that's doing the best. Last year it was the Islanders. They were deserving. This year it's the Rangers. And as Emily Kaplan said earlier, kind of feels like the sky is the limit. If I would have said to you two months ago, Rangers can win the cup, you'd say, no, I don't think they can. You make a statement like that right now, and maybe it's not nearly as crazy as it was. So there you have it. One more week of the Islanders and the Devils, maybe a lot more of the Rangers moving forward. So we've gotten into the Rangers. We've gotten into the Devils. We talked to Emily Kaplan. We got into the Islanders situation. What we will look at next is the week ahead and sadly another passing in the world of the NHL and a this day in hockey history as well. All that and more coming your way next right here on a Saturday morning on 9870 ESPN.
3: Andy from Eric presents Hockey Heart Spotlight. This week the spotlight shines brightly on our first responders. This past Wednesday Islanders co-owner John Ledecky traveled to the 102nd precinct in Richmond Hills to provide the team support to the surviving family members of two NYC police officers, each of whom were killed in the line of duty. The team brought customized jerseys for the two young boys bearing their late father's shield number and made the owners guest for Thursday night's Islander Ranger tilt i asked the islanders most visible co-owner about the importance of these community events he stressed that the entire organization is fully committed to those who serve the community first responders military heroes even medical professionals on the front lines who are saving lives be able to help families in need that are going through such pain and at the same time give them such joy by bringing them to an islanders game is truly a blessing for us Do your part to support those who serve your community by going to NHL.com. Click on your favorite team's icon and check out and even participate in the community initiatives that make hockey's fan base the best in all professional sports.
0: Now back to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford Auto Group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.
1: All right, we've had quite the show so far this morning. Big thanks, of course, to Emily Kaplan. Great job, and she's going to be on the call today of the Rangers and the Bruins. Again, a game you can watch three o'clock on ABC Television and two thirty. It starts right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. So that's for starters. Big thanks to her. Um, good job. We run through the the Rangers, uh, run through the Islanders, the Devils as well. Rangers are, you know, it's funny we mentioned with Emily, Rangers are. You kind of had this feeling of the Rangers are going to be pretty good, right? They, they'd be pretty good and anything they did in the postseason was almost gravy. I don't know that you feel like that anymore. I think now it's more like there's an expectation that they certainly might go on a run this postseason. So we will see. But people, six days left of the regular season. When we do next week's show, we will be in to the playoffs and it is the hockey show of course brought to you by slomans just call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your sloman shield keep your family safe call 1-800-ALARM-ME so now let's take a look at this day in hockey history we bring you back to april 23rd 1997 Wayne Gretzky, the great one, sets an NHL record with his ninth, think about this now, ninth playoff hat trick when he scores three goals in a span of six minutes and 23 seconds during the second period, powering the Rangers to a 3-2 win against the Florida Panthers at Madison Square Garden. That was game four of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals, also known as the first round, but the fancy spin on it is the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Gretzky ties the game 1-1 1-1 by scoring on the power play at 3:07 puts the Rangers ahead 2-1 when he beats the Beeser, former Rangers netminder John Van Beesbrook with a slap shot at 6:46 finishing finishing off a 2-on-1 third and, and final goal proves to be the game winner in fact comes when he takes a low slap shot goes through a screen past Van Beesbrook at 9:30. So there you have it that's this day in hockey history and Sad news around the hockey world, uh, and very unfortunately. And it feels like every week we are doing this, which makes it even worse. Uh, the hockey community lost yet another legend this past week. It was announced that Guy LaFleur uh, passed away at the age of 70. Now, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman released a statement. Uh, here's part of it. Inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1988. LaFleur was one of the 100 greatest NHL players during the league's centennial celebration in 2017. He remained adored, and he really was, in Quebec throughout his post-playing days, signing autographs for hours at countless appearances as a franchise ambassador, having forged a special and enduring bond with the fans of his home province and adopted city. The National Hockey League mourns the passing of the iconic Guy Lafleur and sends its deepest condolences to his wife, his sons, Uh, His mother, who still lives with us, his granddaughter, four sisters, the entire LaFleur family and the millions of hockey fans that he thrilled. Guy LaFleur passes away at the age of 70. And I don't know how much all of you remember, but Guy LaFleur actually retired just as I mean, a sensational uh, player for the the Montreal Canadiens just, just I mean, first player in National Hockey League history to score 50 goals in six consecutive seasons. And of course, Mike Bossy passed away. He had done it nine consecutive seasons. The only time that's been done uh, up to that point. So Guy LaFleur, um, 50 plus goals in six consecutive seasons, uh, five time Stanley Cup champion, um, two time league MVP, uh, six time first team all NHL, won the Conn Smythe Trophy. In 1977, so retired, actually went into the Hall of Fame, if you remember, and then came back and played one season with the Rangers in 1988-89, and at that point, still was able to put up 18 goals and 27 assists, played uh, a season and a half, pretty much two full seasons uh, for Quebec, didn't didn't play in, in all the games, 40 games in 89-90, uh, scored 12 goals, and then 59 games in 90-91 uh, and scored 12 goals again. But this is a a professional career that actually started in 66-67 with the Quebec Junior Aces, NHL debut, 71-72, and took a little respite, finished the season in 85 with Montreal, uh, and then came back with the Rangers in 88-89. So certainly, very sad news, the passing of Guy LaFleur at the age of 70. Now let's take a look at the upcoming schedule presented by the All American Auto Group at locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant, the number one Ford Auto Group in the entire Northeast, allamericanford.net. What does the final week of the regular season look like for the locals? Well, uh, four games to the Rangers, five for the Islanders and five for the Devils. So a very busy week for the locals. Rangers, uh today, two thirty, we've we've talked about it. We talked about it with Emily Kaplan earlier on the show at the Bruins. That's two thirty on ninety eight seventy SPN, uh three o'clock on ABC television. So a Rangers matinee against one of their big rivals. Uh Tuesday, a huge game. If you look at winning this division as something you really want, Tuesday, six thirty, right here ninety eight seventy SPN at home yet again against the Carolina Hurricanes. Wednesday, um, back-to-back game, 7 o'clock, home against what should be a win against Montreal on 98-70 ESPN. And then the last game of the regular season, which may have very little meaning for the Rangers, may have a lot of meaning for Washington, both it might have a lot of meaning for Friday, 7 o'clock. That game is on 10.50 a.m. against the Capitals. So again, for the Rangers, today, Bruins, Tuesday, Hurricanes, Wednesday, Canadians, Friday, capitals islanders today noon uh right after my show goes from nine to noon well you have the option of the uh the islanders and the sabers that's at noon on 10 50 a.m tomorrow at 12 30 and the rangers can use some help here if the division is something you desperately want uh they're home against the hurricanes you can catch that game uh right here on 98 ESPN spn tuesday 6 30 at washington on 10 50 a.m Uh, Thursday, 6.30. uh, Washington again on 10.50 a.m. And then Friday, 7.30 against the Lightning. So two games against the Capitals, one against the Hurricanes, and one against the Lightning. The Islanders might be done as far as having a chance at the postseason, but what they do over the final five games of the regular season might severely impact uh, the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Uh, Devils as well, with a couple of, uh, of decently important games, they are against Carolina today at 1230 at home. Then tomorrow, home against the Red Wings. Then Tuesday at the Senators, 7 o'clock. Thursday at the Hurricanes, 7 o'clock. And then they put a bow on the season Friday at home at 7 o'clock. So again, when we do this show one week from today, the playoff matchups will be set. Big thanks, as always, to Anthony Pusek. Great job by you. Uh, Andy and Merrick, Ray Dinahan, thanks to Emily, Ka- Emily Kaplan for popping on and giving us a little uh, a little bit of her wisdom as well. Have a great weekend. One more week of the regular season. I'm back this morning at 9. Joe Wiz is next right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Thanks for listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.